This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptists and the Baptist Messenger. Hello, I'm Brian Hobbs, host of Baptist Messenger Insight for this episode. Glad to be joined with John Johnston, and uh, he serves as pastor at Exchange Avenue Baptist Church here in Oklahoma City. Welcome, friend. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, your your church has been very active lately, reaching out, and in particular, on a recent weekend, had a major event, and I thought you could go ahead and tell us all about this. Yes, absolutely. The, uh, the event is Impact OKC Day. Uh, we just had that... Um, Two Saturdays ago now, and or last Saturday, and um, and it was phenomenal. And so we had a partnership with Lenox Baptist Church uh, up in Kansas City, and they came down. They sent a ministry group down, and basically the event was sent around. Um, an eye doctor gave away free eyeglasses, and he, he was able to give eye checks for 200 people who came through the blind, uh, which is phenomenal. Wow! And and yeah. so. We then built an outreach opportunity from that event or from that opportunity, which was we gave away um, clothes from a clothing closet, food from a food pantry, and then we also had a prayer area where we were able to pray with as many people as possible and share the gospel with as many people as possible. So God just moved in a phenomenal way. We had um, lines starting before the event even kicked off, Wow! and they were there. Well, after the we had to lock the doors, so it was uh, God showed up and He showed out, and it was fantastic. That's awesome, and I love how you all are meeting needs and mm-hmm. sharing the gospel. Did I see maybe there were haircuts and and yes. all sort and yes. food and yes. entertainment? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, so haircuts as well, um, and the thing that surprised me was ha- the the need of haircuts. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have as many. Uh, hairstylists or barbers as we uh, were hoping to have that day. Um, but one was there and just busy the entire time within, when they had to when they had to leave. They, we, you know, we could only serve as many people as we could. Yeah. Um, but God bless, we had uh, 10 people saved on, on, on that Saturday, Amen. which is fantastic. And then two people were already saved, but they had never fallen through with believers' baptism. And so they're very interested in that as well. Um, and so God just opened up some huge doors and has provided uh, not only for the church, but for the community, which is fantastic. That is awesome. And, you know, you think about the scriptures, how Christ taught us mm. uh, to love our neighbors. Yeah. And uh, he, he was always meeting needs, even with, with the good news. So, John, for peop- many people are aware of Exchange Avenue Baptist Church. Sure. But for, for those that aren't, talk about where you are in the city. Yeah. And then we'll talk a little bit more about that day. Yeah, fantastic. The... Uh, Exchange Avenue is in between the Stockyards and the Wheeler District, um, and so we are centered just south of downtown, um, and it is a prime location for ministry to happen. The church is 104 years old and has seen ebbs and flows of people through uh, in that 104-year history. Uh, but at the moment right now, we have a lot of uh, people who are uh, underprivileged or homeless. And and what God has provided for us is the city has, um, as the city has revitalized and people have started moving back into the city, um, that has brought extra funding and help and um, people are more interested in our church um, because of that. And they see 
that there's this partnership that can be done where they can serve a church or attend a church or be a member of a church where the gospel is preached and where they can actually see like tangible needs met on a weekly basis, which is awesome. That's powerful. You know, we've used this phrase, embrace brokenness as mm. opportunity yeah. for the gospel. Some people look at that and see obstacles, but y'all are, are seeing the opportunity in it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The Lord is moving in a in just a huge way because, you know, as we are the hands and feet of Jesus, we can go out and share the good news. And people can not only see um, what we believe by our works, but they'll they'll hear it as well. And when you get both of those together, it's the, the double-edged sword. And so my ministry at Exchange is, is coming up on seven years. And um, one of my spiritual heroes is Warren Wearsby. And Wearsby would identify himself as a bridge builder for multiple reasons in his life. Um, and I use that idea or that metaphor as we are, I'm to be a bridge builder between the church and the community. Exchange has been a church that um, for the past several decades has been in decline uh, just because of a transitioning community. And so we have, we have the opportunity today to with the love of Christ, bridge, bridge back into the community uh, with not only physical helps, but then the spiritual help of the greatest help we could ever have, which is Jesus Christ and Him crucified, which provides the hope of eternal life for those who believe. And that's what we take with us um, everywhere we go. And so we're just trying to bridge as many, build as many bridges into the community as possible, and impact is one of those. That's great. Take, take us back to that day. What are, what are some encounters you or volunteers had that just blessed your heart and encouraged you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- the beautiful thing about um, having um, an, eye fish, an, eye, an eye doctor there and having uh, people receive glasses um, when they, you know, not only do they get their eyes examined, but they walk out with glasses. Hmm. So what's fantastic there is you have an illustration of people who walk in, they can't see, and they walk out and they can see. Yeah. And, and so um, the, the hard part about it is a lot of people wear glasses. Not everybody keeps up their, their um, frames or their lenses. And so when you can give someone some glasses and they can see stuff that they haven't seen in years, they start crying. And so we got to see so many people time and time again just cry because they received sight just through some lenses. Yeah. And, and so that's beautiful, but the, every person who was a fitter, we called them, they had the place to help get the, not only the correct lenses, but then the correct length for the, the earpieces. Um, they were able to pray with the individuals whom they served and then connect with them before they were then sent to um, the prayer room, which was where we were able to share the gospel. And so that just having people um, having their hearts tugged at before we they even were able to hear the gospel they've they've had that experience if you will of being loved on and cared for and and so that provided an open door for us to share the gospel because they'd already received that blessing of sight and now we can hopefully give them spiritual sight i love that that's a great illustration and truth mm-hmm. how did, how did the idea get started or or who who began to think what if we did something like this yeah, so impact come together. Yeah, so impact day is something that Lenexa Baptist does regularly. It's part of their mission work um, here nationally, and so they go mm-hmm. to several different states and they take teams 
Um, so I think they have multiple groups are going to to Tennessee. Uh, I know they've been in Colorado and in other states. And so they just they they harness up, they send people, mm-hmm. and then those those individuals. There's intentional ministry that is done beforehand. And so uh, part of the blessing of of having Lenexa come behind us or come with us, partner with us, is that they were able to saturate, help us saturate the community. And so they sent 5,000 postcards to um, our closest 5,000 neighbors, if you will, as a church. And then uh, they sent us door hangers. So we were able to then further till some soil by going door to door. Um, and then and then they, they came down and sent that group to of people to with that mission team um, to really infuse some life and some love and some energy into our church to help us reach our community. And so um, this is Steve Barnes's like dream, if you will. He's he's kind of envisioned this. And so um, I'm just happy that we can be a part of it with him. That's awesome. You know, sometimes we think about maybe on a mission trip or something doing like this, but you're taking this to your own backyard, yeah. to the community you're called to. Yeah. Uh, what's God stirring or teaching you in your heart as you are part of all this and trying sure. trying to lead among all that? Yeah, yeah. So so I truly believe that we need to be um, witness of the gospel where God has placed us. And so, you know, Jesus said we need to share the gospel in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, then the ends of the earth. And if you're not sharing the gospel in your Jerusalem, it's really hard to share your share the gospel or share your faith in Judea or Samaria, the ends of the earth, and the impact that it's going to have when you go to the ends of the earth for a you know maybe a, a week long mission trip. You know how much more of an impact can you have at home when you're there all the time? And so something that I really encourage our church to do is find your circles of influence and define those circles of influence. So we as as a church. Our community right around us must be one of our circles of influence because that's where we go to church every week. But then there's work, there's home, and then, you know, the gym or wherever else you people go. Mm-hmm. And so um, defining those and then seeing them as missional opportunities makes your congregation uh, missionaries where, where they're at home. And that's where the, the, the largest mission field we have in our churches is, is not overseas or in another state, but... It's right where we live and eat and where we do life. I think that's awesome. Well, Southern Baptists have always had a heart for neighbors and the nations, yep. and, and I love that you're doing doing both. John, many people know you, uh, but some, some may not. Can you share your story, how God called sure. you to ministry, how he saved you, just yeah. a little bit about yourself? Absolutely, yeah. So I was uh, played college, our high school football. Um, and my dream from knee high on was to play college football until I uh, broke my hip socket and was told it was a career-ending injury. So my senior year, um, March of that year, I was just sitting reading my Bible uh, in my parents' home in Kansas City. And it was like, Lord, I had a plan, and that clearly is not working out. What would you have for me to do? And that plan, he said, he just said ministry. I didn't it was. It wasn't audible. It was just impressed, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't really defined. And so I was like, okay, if God is calling me to ministry, where can I serve? And then that led me to serve four years at my home church, uh, where I had been a part of the youth group. I w- was there as a youth intern for four years, 
And then one of my Greek professors, um, he asked me to be his intern at Lenexa Baptist. And so I was at the Lenexa campus for two, for two years and then went out to Fellowship Greenwood, which is now called Fellowship Church. And Fellowship Greenwood is where the Lord really put on my heart um, and started beginning and stirring in my heart um, the area of revitalization. So Green, Fellowship Greenwood was First Baptist Greenwood. It was a 175-year-old church, yeah. and they, they gave all their assets to Lenexa Baptist. And Lenexa rebranded them and then sent them off as a, a campus. And then as they infused that church and that little community with not only money for mission, but excitement for the gospel. That church has grown, has been sent off to be its own autonomous church, and now they actually have two additional campuses where they have, there have been struggling uh, Southern Baptist churches that need help because they can't afford a senior pastor or they can't do ministry. They've come underneath um, now Fellowship Church to to further the gospel. And so I was able to see a bit of that while I was at Greenwood. Um, and then the Lord called me to Oklahoma. I'd never even been to Oklahoma. Is that right? Um, I think it may be driven through twice <laughs> or so um, on my way down to Houston or Dallas. And so um, Exchange Avenue um, came calling through the seminary, Midwestern, and I was, um, I thought I was going to stay in Kansas City and work at Greenwood and get my, my PhD from up there. Um, but, but the Lord had other plans and, and moved me down here to, to OKC. So I moved down here as a single 27-year-old who had never been a senior pastor and, and not from Oklahoma. So really the church just kind of went out into left field um, to hire me. Uh, and I praise God for that. And and so now we're coming up on seven years here in September and uh, met my wife down here on a blind date. And we now, in August, we'll have two little two little boys. Wow, amen. And so the Lord has just really blessed and provided. And and now um, I can, you know, not only do I consider Oklahoma home, but I feel like I'm an Okie. Like I just talk about Oklahoma all the time. That's awesome. Well, we're sure glad you're here ministering. You know, John, we're coming off the heels of the pandemic in COVID, a time where people and neighbors in general were kind of getting smaller and smaller sure. circles. Sure. What would your encouragement be? As coming off this event and what you experienced, what would your encouragement be to people and thinking of their neighbors and, and reaching out at a time like this where we're kind of emerging from all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my encouragement would be just love. Yeah. Love your neighbor. Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. Inconvenience yourself to to find ways in which you can uh, be the hands and feet of Jesus to to the people around you. So um, not every community has the needs that are right around my church. Uh, they're evident every day. Um, where some other communities, they put makeup, if you will, and hide their issues and stuff like that. But we have the opportunity with, with Christ to be the hope that people need, even if they don't know it. Um, and so my encouragement is as we kind of break out from the pandemic and re-engage in community, let's not lose Christ in that re-engagement. So how can we engage our communities focused on 
pouring Christ into each one of these relationships. And so uh, one, of my, one of my Oklahoma mentors, Ted Kirsch, tells me all the time that we need to uh, be intentional about how we communicate, be intentional with how we neighbor, be intentional about how we share, and always be looking for opportunities to share the hope you have in Christ. And, and so as we re-engage, let's seek to be intentional. Let's seek to re-engage not just for relationships or to feel good or to reconnect, but really to point people to Jesus because the world is hurting. We've all seen that. The world needs hope. We all see that. The world needs Christ, and we all see that. And really how we present it is how people are going to either receive it or reject it. And we need not fear that rejection because we're not called to save people. We're called to share. Yeah. The Lord is the one who does the, sh- the saving. Yeah. And so um, we just need to be found faithful. And, and so that takes the pressure off. And as we just love people in that way, it's amazing to see the changes that take place, the chains of sin and addiction and pain and suffering and depression, just they fall and anxiety. It's just people are freed. And when you get to see that in Christ, it's beautiful. That's awesome. Well, you know, John, Southern Baptists have come under a lot of uh, scrutiny and criticism and a lot of it, mm. issues we're still dealing with. But then, then there are stories like this about how a church that's reaching out, reaching to neighbors in need. What, what's one thing that encourages you about being a Southern Baptist and, and part, of, part of the whole convention in Oklahoma sure. and all that? Sure. Um, well, first of all, I love being a Southern Baptist because, namely, the cooperative program is fantastic. Uh, but then the Baptist faith message is um, an anchor for us theologically, which is also fantastic. Um, and there, there, it gives enough nuance there that people can have different perspectives but still be in the same, in the same boat. Um, but what I love about Southern Baptists is we're not defined by the, um, the people who are on the fringes, though that's what most of the controversy is around. Uh, we are defined by people who love Jesus, who love the Bible, and who love others. And we see that all around our nation. And there's so many people who have helped exchange get to this point. There's from Lenexa to First Baptist Farmersville to many other churches, you know, even here in the city, uh, North Point Baptist Church up in Deer Creek. There's been partnerships all over the place, and we are better together than we are apart. And so as Southern Baptists, not only here in Oklahoma, but as Southern Baptists um, in America and then around the world, we're better together than we are apart. And we're not just unified for the sake of unity, but rather we're unified for the gospel of Jesus Christ which goes all the way back to the cooperative program and all it goes all the way back to the Baptist faith message. And so those are two very important things that keep us anchored on what is primary. And so that's where we're defined, and I love that. And so that's why I'm proud to be a Southern Baptist. And I know there's, there's always those issues mm-hmm. that can seem to detract from the main thing. And so we need to repent clearly of a lot of things. Um, but we need to keep the main thing the main thing and just keep walking forward in Christ. Good word, good word. John Johnson, thanks for coming on the podcast. We'll be uh, carrying photos and coverage of that great outreach event in the Baptist Messenger, and you can go to baptistmessenger.com for more podcasts. John, thanks thanks again for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. God thanks bless. for having me. Thank you.
This Messenger Insight has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at baptistmessenger.com or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptists, advancing the gospel together.